This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. Today's guest is a 4-6 mental projector. You know, I love my mental projectors because I am one myself. She's an entrepreneur. She's a CBD health consultant. She's got a lot going on. She's a mom to generators. So that in of itself is hard work. So everybody welcome Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, What a great idea. Uh, Yeah, I'm super excited to just share how, I mean, as a newbie, how learning human design and just putting it all together with my business, my partners, and even my family. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And yeah, human design, I feel like I'm a newbie too, even though I've, I've been studying it for a few years now and I, and I do readings professionally. It is, there's so much, so many layers and there's so much to go through. And once you apply it to your life, then you see even more things that you, you can work on and it's kind of like this never ending thing. So I appreciate you saying that you're a newbie, but you, I think that you are ahead of a lot of people in the fact that you use this in your relationships, your business relationships, your familial relationships, just so that you are aware, which is the big thing in human design of what other people's energy is all about, because we're not all the same. Our energy is not all the same. We're not all here to do the same thing. We're here to work together. And even if you don't understand human design at all, just to say, oh, I'm the parent to generator children and I have a generator husband, just being aware of that can sort of let you know when you're feeling a lot of energy and you're like, oh, I, you know, I have a lot of energy to go and get things done. And then maybe you're like, oh, you know, I'm getting tired, but I, I still got all this energy and, and look, everybody around me is doing, doing, I got to do too. And to be aware that maybe you're, you need to take some breaks and that that's not your energy it's the energy of the other which is really which can be really difficult i have a generator generator husband myself and sometimes i feel guilty when he's got like a full plate to-do list going on and he's running around doing his errands and got all this stuff going on and i'm like proud of myself for doing three things i'm like hooray (laughs) i reported a podcast today and i talked to my friend on zoom uh, oh yeah, I'll chase my husband around with my human design book. I was like, "See, I it says it right here. <laughs> it is break time." <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like, "You have a you have a defined heart, and this is what happens." And and he's just like, "Okay, thanks." He's he's receptive, but and this is how it is with most generators because it's a generator world. So they don't really have to look outside and go, "Oh, mm-hmm. my energy doesn't really fit into this puzzle," because it does fit. So. Okay. When generators usually learn about human design, they're like, okay, great. So I'm supposed to do what I like to do. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I know. So yeah, it's not, it doesn't hit quite the same, but generators can benefit immensely from knowing more about their chart because there's so many more nuances. And just because generators are here to do doesn't mean they're here to do everything for all Mm -hmm. people at all times Mm -hmm. and they can burn out just as much as any other type. So it's really neat to note, to notice these things because I'm sure you've noticed from generators in your family or that you work with when people are not doing stuff that they don't want to do. And yeah. And, you know, I try to, and I feel so lucky that I 
actually found human design. And I know you like to touch on that. It's not an exact, it's a experiment, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's really important um, for my children, even my husband, but as kids, just to understand and help them understand where and how they work, you know, in some mm -hmm. aspect and make sure that they are doing the things that kind of drive them. Mm -hmm. And on a side note, like, <laughs> I think it's super important to, to know when I need to step out of their way and maybe um, let them all go hang out and, totally. <laughs> and remove myself because I can totally take on um, them. And, yeah. it, and sometimes it's too much. Yeah. And that's huge. That's huge. Especially as a mom to not feel guilty and just say, you know what, I need to be away from you guys for a little bit. Yeah. I feel guilty sometimes saying that to my husband and he's, he's lately been very much more like, Hey, go do what you need to do. Cause sometimes I like to go on walks by myself, mm -hmm. even if he's here and I feel bad. I'm like, am I, am I, should I ask you to go? Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to diss you. Right. And he lately, he's just been like, yeah, do like, do what you need to do. And, and it's been very freeing for me. And I think that that's huge, huge, what you're doing for your kids, letting them know, like, do what lights you up. Because I feel like when I grew up in the eighties, my parents basically pushed me into a bunch of different things to see if I would like anything, but they were very, they're like, you have to finish it out. You have to do it for this amount of time before you know if it's right for you or not, or la la la. And they didn't want me to quit things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as a child, you're just like, okay, basketball is not my thing, like, or whatever. And, and to continue to make a child do that and go, no, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. I mean, probably not. Right. <laughs> I, right, right. I mean, right. I said basketball, but for me, when I was a kid, it was t-ball. My mom like loved for me to play t-ball because she loved baseball. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that had nothing to do with me, but she, she was very much like, no, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. And I was terrible. My hand-eye coordination is horrendous. There is a picture that she used to have. I don't know if you remember this, but like in the eighties and nineties, you can get like prints made with like sports oh, yeah. illustrated. And so oh, yeah. it looked like a cover, but it was you. <laughs> so my mom had this picture of me and it's T-ball and I'm like swinging the bat and it's so far down from the ball. Like you can see the ball up here and my, my bat's like way down here. And it's so like, cool. she's, she's going to whiff that so bad. And it's, and it's like the story of my T-ball life was I hated it so much, but my mom was like, no, you're going to get it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Mm -hmm. Eventually she let me out of it, but I think it's really cool what you're doing because it allows the child to say, you know what? I'm not into this. Right. And you can be like, all right, well, then we'll move on to something else. And I feel if the child changes their mind, they'll let you know. Yes. You're like, oh, remember how I used to play soccer and I said I didn't like it? Well, I think I really do like it and I want to go back. Like we, they can change their minds. Kids can go, I like this. I don't, I'm going to change my mind. It's, it, we don't have to pick things and just stick with them and then master them. That's not what generators are here to do. Actually, projectors are here to master things and systems, not, not generators. Yeah, they have that that help from me because I'm trying to figure out everything. So all they have to do is just play. Yeah, and you guide, and they just yes. go tell me where to go. Yeah, um, right. Yes, yes, yes. So I think that that is amazing that you're first of all that you're doing that with with kids because it's a different, it's totally a different take, and 
Um, I did a pod with Amy Hicks, you know, Amy, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the same thing. And I was like, I think it's really awesome. Even if your kids have no idea what human design is and you don't even talk about it with them, just that, you know, right. I think is huge. Mm-hmm. And also you have, uh, you do direct sales, right? That's, is that what you call it? I don't yeah. Know. Well, I do for about, um, three, just shy of three years now, I'm a voice for the cannabis plant kind of fell into it by accident, but through learning human design, um, I'm a natural networker. I'm a guide. I'm a, um, just all things that kind of relates to that. So mm-hmm. as I learn about my kids and how it benefits them, I started thinking, man, you know, my partners that come in or my sidelines, you know, what are they? How do they work? Who's best to do certain tasks and who, mm-hmm. when they need a break, um, they need a break mm-hmm. and, and whoever needs a break can take a break. But I really gravitate to just really understanding how people work. Yeah. And that that's flow amazing. just happens because this one needs to run. This one needs to take the steps when they're ready, you know, and just mm-hmm. really meeting people where they're at. So yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah. I did. I did uh, doTERRA. I was a wellness advocate for about a year. And at first I was really excited on it. And then the way that they, they really have one way of selling and, mm-hmm. and like kind of just one way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not very good at that, that part of it, the sales part, the like getting out there and calling people on the phone, like all that kind of stuff just really gave me a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with it because I was like, you know, no, I'll get this. I'll get this. I'll get this. And then I was like, I don't think that I'm cut out for this. And it's not to say that projectors or non-sacral beings can't do any business or job that they want. Cause they can, it was just for me at the time, uh, human design was b- becoming big in my life as well. And that was really where my attention was. And I had to kind of let myself off the hook because I was, again, I have this big thing of making myself feel bad if I'm not amazing and perfect at everything. Mm-hmm. So when that didn't work out for me, I had to just let myself off the hook and go the other way and nothing, it wasn't the end of the world. Everything was fine. And I'm much happier focusing on human design, but only because that just wasn't for me. And, right. and the fact that you can see, oh, hey, this person is a projector. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, have them try to call 10 people in a day. Like that might be a lot for a projector's right. energy. <laughs> right. And it's not, it's really not going to get myself anywhere. It's not going to get that person anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's what, if I can just touch on that really quick, it's helped me so much in my business, knowing that in some ways I have to wait for the invitation. So I've really focused my time for the most part on adding that value and maybe making somebody laugh and getting my audience to really know me so that the invitation is organic and it's coming from a different Mm -hmm. place, maybe of trust and just really getting to know who I am and not having the pressure on myself with understanding the project projector side that yeah I can't force things and it just Mm. (laughs) it just is and and the right invitation will come so that's like a huge weight yeah 
and your stories. I'm not a TikTok person, but I watch your stories and they're so funny. <laughs> you do so many clever little stories with your products. And I think that's a great way to connect because just like you said, it's like, it's no, there's no strings attached. You're doing this little funny thing and it's I'm like, oh, that's cute. And it, it gathers an audience and gets people to see, but it's not like buy this thing right, right. now. You, you know, and you're not like, you're not like, oh, all these people looked at my stories. Let me jump in their DMs and say, hey, buy this, buy this. It's more people are saying, hey, what do you got going on? And then it opens the door. And that's, I'm so happy that you said that about waiting for the invitation because for projectors, it's huge. But once it happens, it's open. So if somebody comes to you and says, this usually works best in like families and close relationships. But for instance, like my husband and I have an open invitation. So I can say things to him without waiting for an invitation. I can give him advice without waiting for the invitation, but I know that sometimes that comes with, uh, the caveat of he doesn't want to hear it or it's not the right time, or Mm -hmm. I sound like a bossy boss. So (laughs) I have to remember that I'm like, I can give him this advice, but it might not land. So let me, let me look at him and see, is he, does he want to hear this or not or whatever. But usually if someone says, Hey, I'm ready to hear your advice or, Hey, I want to hear what you've got to say or any, really anything that invitation is open now. And it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't close until it, energetically closed. So usually if people close an invitation, it's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore, or I'm not interested. Please stop contacting me, whatever it is, but it can also, yeah, but it can also (laughs) just be like an energetic feeling that you, the projector Mm -hmm. has of, oh, I don't feel like, I feel like my invitation is gone now. Like, and you can feel it's like, oh, they don't want to hear what I have to say. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) But, but once it's open, once an invitation is out there, it's usually, you usually got a little bit of time. So it's not like if someone says, oh, I want to hear what you have to say. You don't have to give it all to them at one time. And that's right. a big thing projectors can do because we get excited that we have the invitation and we're like, oh, yep, this is the invitation I want. And then we just here's, give it here's all. Here's my novel. <laughs> yeah. And for sacral beings, especially generators, that's like, oh okay Mm. and they don't hear it they hear little pieces and then they stop they stop listening because it's a lot Mm -hmm. so it's really it's really good that you said that because the doors open so you can share a little with that person and then let's get some feedback share a little bit more and get you don't have to like grab them and hold on they're not going to run away and that is a huge thing for me that i realized was if people are interested in what i have to say or want to be my friend it's not like a time limit of this, an hour on that day when they contacted me, like Mm -hmm. they like me and I can keep talking to them. (laughs) And I had to like, get that in my head that it's okay. I don't have to wait for an image. I don't have to make sure that everybody is like, Oh, please, Janelle, your turn to talk. You're on the stage. Like it's more, okay, we're cool now. Like we have an open invitation. Yeah. Let's sip on this drink. Not, not um, use a ice luge. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's really hilarious because my, myself and a projector friend of mine were on the phone yesterday or two days ago and we talked for like two hours and we were off all over the place. I don't even know what we were talking about half the time, but because we are projectors, we, we, just, we went with it. We went with it. And yeah. at the end of it, I'm like, I don't know about half the stuff we talked about, but that was amazing. And she's like, I'm the same. I'm the same. So I think we have this capacity of, especially when we're together of, okay, 
we're going to talk now and here it goes. And it's just like, and uh, I think it's great. I love the projector projector relationship. Do you have a, like a lot of projectors in your, in your like immediate group? Yes. Yes. Well, um, acquaintances for sure. And then um, within our, you know, sidelines and team, there's at least, I would say five of us, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's a really cool concept of getting together. And when we're going through the thing of waiting for the invitation or things aren't moving as fast, you know, we can kind of regroup and, and say, you know, well, this and this and bounce ideas off of each other, because just like you and I are sitting here, it's, it's energetic for me because Mm -hmm. the understanding of it all and the, the contemplation and the what ifs and try this, you know, it's just, yeah. What? And the acceptance that maybe you don't get it yet, but it's intriguing. It's like, yes. I'm not sure what they're talking about, but I like this because it yes. happens to me a lot when in human design. Yes. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, um, I did uh, Erica's reading, God, what is it? Two, three years ago? Two years Almost ago? Almost three, yeah. Three, yeah. When I was a little beginner reader um, and I looked at your chart again, and I think I'm sure there's some pieces that we didn't talk about. And if we did, we're going to talk about them again because they jumped right at me. So, um, and this goes really well with what we've been talking about and, and kind of what you're here to do. The main thing that I noticed right away is that you have the 4323, which is the, it's a really strong, important channel. Not only do you have this channel, it's part of your incarnation cross. And incarnation cross is the theme of your life. It's what you're here to do. It's kind of a big part of it. And the 4323 makes you a forward thinker, gives you big ideas and downloads without any sort of like rhyme or reason, just like, here you go. (laughs) And good luck explaining this to people, basically. So, and when I say that, I mean that sometimes when you have a big idea or, or you have something to say, it doesn't always land because people don't get it sometimes and Mm -hmm. they might even think that it's a little odd or out there but when people do get it it's like you just blew their minds like you're a genius and they're like mind blown and then they will always look to you in that regard of like oh remember last time when she blew your mind on this subject let's go back or you know maybe you really helped them get to someplace in their business and they don't know how you did that, but you did. Mm. And now they're going to come back to you because you did something magical. The 4323 is a little magical (laughs) to me because it's almost like you're ahead of us. You're ahead of us intellectually. And usually people with this have like the tendency to speak their mind. Like they Mm -hmm. get flashes of insight and then just say stuff. And that is fine. And they also tend to have a unique sounding voice or a voice that is attractive to other people. Like, I want to hear what you have to say. Wow. By the way, you guys don't maybe not know this, but Erica has a Tuesdays, Tuesday tea with E on Facebook. So she talks weekly on Facebook. She's a part of clubhouse groups where she speaks. And I think you have a great voice. So I thought it was cool when I read that. I was like, yeah, you do. You, you're very confident when you speak and you have a voice of not... Like, I know what I talk, I'm talking about, listen to me, but I, I know what I'm working on right now. Maybe you'll mm-hmm. want to be a part of this. Like, yes, 
yes. that kind of come join me voice. So I thought that was cool. Your other channel, because since we're mental projectors, we don't have very many channels. So you got two, mm-hmm. is the 6124. And that's about, again, it's about strong thinking, but this one is more about sometimes having to review things and go over them over and over. Yeah. Maybe not so much with yourself sometimes, but also with other people. Like they didn't get it the first time. So you got to go back over from the beginning. And it's the way that this, this channel is described is people can see the wheels turning in your head. Yeah. No, <laughs> when you've got something and they're like, Oh, Erica's got something brewing in there. Exactly what my husband says. What are you thinking about? Cause I think my, my eyes will go like to the corner of the room and he's mm-hmm. like, okay. That's so funny. That's your wheels. And, um, it's just kind of an acceptance of this is how it is. Like you're always going to be more of a forward thinker and more of a reviewer and all right, we're going to get this, we're going to get this right this time type of person. And that's just kind of how it is. And this kind of energy can make it really hard for you to shut off at night because yeah. your brain is, it's going to stop. Like it doesn't stop going because you just, you just are always thinking mm-hmm. and it's the acceptance part of it is real and big and will help a lot, but you're never going to, it's not going to ever go away. It's like something you have, you manage mm-hmm. and however you can help yourself with sleep would be best. Like I specifically read about this energy and having trouble sleeping because your brain doesn't shut off. I think uh, um, passion comes into play there. If you're doing something that you love, um, your your mind works overdrive in a positive way sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're in a negative space, then that could go the other way, but um, so far so good. <laughs> yeah. And I should say that Erica's defined head, Aja, throat. She's got all three defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all you can have as a mental projector. So she's she's as defined as she can be as a mental projector, which is awesome. You also have your, I, I touched on your cross. It's You have the right angle cross of explanation. And when you have, there's crosses that are right angle, there's crosses that are left angle, and then there's one cross that's called juxtaposition, and that's in the middle. When you're a right angle cross, you're here for others. You're not, you're not here for yourself. It's called transpersonal energy, I believe. Left angles are here to, to fulfill some sort of personal uh, karma and energy that has come from a past life. Right mm-hmm. angles are here to serve the other. So you already knew that. <laughs> and as a projector, that's essentially what we're here to do. So this is kind of reiterating uh, that that's what you're here to do. But for you, it's about, it's more about individual expression than doing what other people want you to do or what you think the collective wants from you. It's more about being an individual and doing it your way and gathering people in that regard, like teaching people how to do things in a different way. And again, it says here repetition, because that's your incarnation cross helps others to understand what you're talking about or to grasp what you're doing your tiktok videos you're doing different things but it's a repetition of this is what i this is what i'm showing you this is what i'm showing you. i got the drops i got the gummies i have these things i'm showing yeah. it to you in different ways but i here they are here it is see it and that's yeah. kind of how you 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 show people things is Maybe the first time you explained something, it was a lot or it, what you, it wasn't fully formed in your mind and you were just kind of going, spitballing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to go back and go, okay, this is how, what I talked about before, but I'm going to go back and like tinker around with it. And other people just kind of follow you. This is the energy when we talk about like trendsetters and people who start things that are like, oh, I'm going to wear my hat like on my shoulder. And then they do it for every day for like a month. And then someone else starts to do it. And then other people and other people, that's this energy of, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. And I'm going to keep doing it a repetitive thing. And then it's going to become a fad or popular or something that people like to do. So that could be even considered in your business of CBD hasn't been, I mean, it hasn't been around for very long, but it's really popping off. Yes. And I feel like you're a part of that, like trend. You're a part of that, like the upward trend of it going. And when you come up with new ideas or when you have new, new ways of doing things for your team or your family or whatever, they're going to be like transformative and, and big and like good, good ideas. So if it doesn't land right away, or if you don't think you have it fully formed in here, or if your people are just like, what the hell are you talking about? Don't abandon it right away. Because if you review it with yourself and with the other people, you'll eventually get to this place of they will, they will understand. Not everybody understands you. I shouldn't say that because of your energy, not everybody's going to get it. Not everybody's going to understand you. It's going to be over people's heads. And that's just how it is. But the people that get you are going to be like, oh my gosh, Erica's a genius. (laughs) And those are your, that's like, that's like your jam. Those are your people. And you just kind of have to accept that that's how it goes and know that you have, like you have, it's hard to explain because when we talk about the mind and the Ajna in human design, I don't want it to come off as like, you're the smartest person in the world. Like it's not Mm -hmm. about intellectual book smarts. I don't think that like, you're a, you're a mathematician or like all these, yeah, right. It's not about, it's not about that kind of stuff or like your IQ level or anything. It's not about that at all. It is about how you process information and you have a faster processor. Yes. And you also have the benefit of downloads from the universe of information and you don't know where they come from. And those are just for you. So mm-hmm. have all this stuff working for you. It doesn't like, I'm like, I'm saying, it doesn't mean that your IQ is off the charts or that you're a you're a, a literal genius. It means your brain works different than the rest of us. Right. Right. That makes total sense. Your it's mind. Like- some of these ideas that come in, like, where the heck did that come from? But yes. I love this idea, you yeah, know, yeah. let's see what, how can we play with this? How, what, what will this grow into? So yes. I definitely, for sure, outside of the box thinking. For yes, sure. exactly. And that's the, that's the whole point of it. And that's where your strengths are going to come in when it comes to leadership is because as projectors, we're here to guide and to show people kind of where to go. You're going to be a little bit ahead and you're going to be like, okay, this is where you need to go. And Mm -hmm. sometimes people are going to be like, okay, that's light years away from me right now. Like how the hell do I get there? Mm -hmm. You see where they need to go. You might not see the rest of it, but it depends on what downloads you get. You're going to get stuff in chunks and pieces that, that might be at the end and there might be beginning parts that you're missing, but (laughs) the thing of it is, is that you can see it 
and you can see it for other people. It's usually easier for you to see these things for other people than it will be for yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's true for projectors with pretty much anything is we see others much more clearly than we see ourselves, even if it has to do with the same subject or if we're talking to someone about something and then we're like, oh shit, that's me. Like, I feel like I'm talking to me right now. And we can do that to ourselves a lot, like break through ourselves. Where we're like, oh, I should be taking my own advice. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not clear to us unless we're explaining it to another person. Oh like, yes, oh, 100%. This is what you should do. Oh, wait, maybe I should do that too. <laughs> my husband is always like, am I, are you really talking to me or am I just here and you just need to get it out? <laughs> oh, he's your soundboard. Well, yeah, you do need to get it out. And that's, that's, that is another important thing for mental projectors. And it's a little unclear sometimes is that our process is soundboarding. Our strategy, it's called soundboarding, mm -hmm. but it doesn't look the same as other strategies. And sometimes we don't really have to pay attention to it as much. For instance, generators, their strategy if, uh, is to respond to life. It's yes, no, maybe. Like that's what they do. Everything that comes in, yes, no, maybe. Yes, no, maybe. We get things and are like, okay, I got to look at it on this side, at this side. All right, I'm going to look at it from here. What would happen if I did this? What would happen if I did this? How long is this going to take? How much energy is this going to take? Like we don't, yes, no, maybe. We no. look at it a million different ways and we have to think about stuff and we have to take time. And usually it is helpful to talk this out with someone that you trust or if you don't have a person to yourself. I talk to myself a lot. Mm -hmm. The benefit of soundboarding with another person or people is you can see, you don't want to hear what they have to say back. You don't care. We don't care about that. You want to see how your words land. You literally want to say stuff and watch their faces and their Absolutely. body and their expressions. And you're like, oh, okay, this is how this is landing. All right. They love this. Oh, they don't like this. Like that's how it goes. And if they're talking, hmm, <laughs> it out because it has no bearing on our decision-making process. Absolutely. But another big part of this is environment. And a lot of times mental projectors, where you are is going to be really important when you're making decisions. And there'll be places that feel good to you and places that do not feel good to you. And these can be general places like crowded places or uh, for me, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I went to Denver Central Market and it was so crowded. I like walked in and walked right out. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. It was too much for me. Um, but then there's also places that we, you can really enjoy. I really love my apartment. I'm like oddly into being alone in my apartment and I love it. Um, I love being outside. Like, I don't know. There's other places that I like, but those are where we kind of work through things and process things better. And sometimes it, it, it helps to go into multiple environments and think about the thing, process the thing you're working on, because mm -hmm. it might change your perspective. For instance, if you've been inside thinking about something or mulling something over and it's like, you can't, you can't get it or it's not clear, maybe you need to go for a walk or yes. maybe you need to go see your friend or maybe you need to get out of the room you're in even. Sometimes it's just mm -hmm. the, the little space that you're in, but environment is a huge deal for projectors and you, and it's big that you feel comfortable in your personal environments and that you feel okay leaving environments that make you feel uncomfortable. And this can also have to do with the people in said environment. So sometimes there can be certain people 
that really jazz you up and get you excited and really move your process along. Mm -hmm. And then there can be people who do the opposite. Yeah. And you can really recognize that too when it happens. Yeah. Which is huge. Also. Yeah. And I mean, we can, yeah. Not everybody can. We can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's a really important to know those things and to accept that, you know, maybe this place isn't for you or maybe, I mean, it's, it's pandemic. So nobody's really having parties, but when they do have parties soon, maybe you'll go to a party and you'll be there for five minutes and go, I don't, I'm done. I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You can leave. And right. it doesn't mean that you quit. A lot of times projectors have a hard time quitting things or like saying I'm done or, or this isn't for me because it's like saying, oh, you win and I lose. Mm -hmm. And that's not a projector thing we want to win. So <laughs> Uh, to say, oh, I want to go is like, oh, you know, you're giving up on this event or you're giving up on this friend or whatever, but it's really important to listen to the body because that's, we are open from here down. We're open and we're taking in all this stuff. You are, I mean, you have some gates, but your heart center is completely open and that has a lot to do with the pressure to um, prove yourself mm -hmm. to, and to say, hey, everybody, look at me, look at how good I am at life and look how fast I am. And look, I got this done really quick today. And like, like I can do that for you. I'm going to do this for you because you need help. Oh, you need help over there. Oh, I got that for you. Look at, look, I'm a good friend. Look, I'm a good mom. I'm a good mm -hmm. wife. I got it going on. And then you are exhausted. <laughs> But it's a lot of show and that's what an, an, an open heart does. It makes you really want to show things, show your love. And it like, when you say it that way, you, 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 you can understand it's not from a bad place at all. It's not from a manipulative place or a place of, I'm going to do this for this person and then they're going to owe me. Like, it's not right. like that at all. It is, let me show you how much I love you by doing things for you. Right. <laughs> and- that to me is so lovely and so like, wow, like that's where it comes from. It's where we don't need to, because I have a, I have an undefined heart. You have a completely open heart. So you're, this energy is a little bit stronger for you, but I know how this feels. And I know, like, especially when I first got together with my husband, I was like, oh, let me show you. I have to show you all this stuff I can do. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to clean for you. Like I'm going to be this perfect housewife. And then I realized that I was starting to um, get, what's the word? I was starting to resent him. That's the word for nothing that he did for right. stuff that I was like, I'm going to take responsibility for all this stuff. So you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And slowly, but surely I've been giving him stuff back. And I told, I've told him this and he's like, I know he's like, you treat me like a kid. And I was like, yep, I do. I totally do. <laughs> and I, and it's from a place of, I love you so much that I don't want anything bad to happen to you. And I don't want you to ever be sad or frustrated or hungry, I guess, because I'm always like, are you hungry? Are you hungry? Can I make you food? <laughs> <laughs> and so I need to keep you in this place of, of happiness and perfection. And that's not reality. And that's not fair to the other person. So a lot of times when we see this as, as uh, people with open hearts, it's very clear. It's like, oh, like I'm doing stuff for you that you should be doing. And if you mess it up, that's okay. Like, oh crap. Like I didn't, I didn't even realize that that was a possibility. Right. Oh so, my God. Yeah. So, 
sense. Yeah. And it's, it can also usually with people with open hearts undervalue themselves in business and in life, and they don't charge enough for their services, or they commit to doing a lot for a person just, just to say thank you. Or like, Hey, you know, you called me yesterday and talked to me for five minutes. Like that was so nice. I'm going to, you know, come over and do all your laundry. Like it it doesn't really balance out. And so, but we really want to show like, it's a big, like you have to see how much I care. Mm -hmm. And when I, when that clicked in my head, I was like, Oh crap. And so now I really pull back on my showing. Like I, obviously I'm still like, Oh, I love you. Hugs, kisses and stuff. But I really think about why am I doing this for him? Like he can make himself a sandwich or, you know, do other things. And he wants to, it's not like he doesn't want to, he just, I just jump in and do it. Right. So, so now I'm really learning to pull back. And that was something I just looked at your chart. I was like, whoa, we have to talk about heart center for just a second because it's, it's a really strong energy. And especially for women, it's a very strong energy because we're conditioned from the beginning of time to, you know, be, yeah, to do, but also to be nice and to be polite and Mm -hmm. to be kind and loving and take care of, we're here to take care of and nurture. And like, that's our job as women, I I think is what we're conditioned from childhood. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful to have all that energy and to be able to have those feelings, but we can go overboard on doing things for other people. And my mother did this a lot too, when I was a kid and she would just say, it's because I love you. It's just because I love you. I love you just because I love you. And that's not an excuse. And that's not a good, that's not a great way to go about it. Yes. Yeah. You're saying I love you, but I don't trust that you can live your life as, as a human being. I love you, (laughs) but I have to do everything for you because you can't do it yourself. Right. Oh my gosh. This is see, I hadn't even touched on this part and you are, I am your mother. I am the, the one that does that for my girls. You know, I, I'll just do it. I'll just do everything. I'm going to do everything, but it's so true. Um, you have to take that step back because they have to be able to do things for themselves and you don't have to do everything. Yeah. I can't imagine how it is with children because like you do have to do stuff for them. Like when they, when they're very bored, it's like, oh yeah, I actually do. You are, I have to take care of you hundred percent of the time. And to eventually like let go of that feeling. I don't know how that would go. Like, oh yeah. I feel like I would be the worst helicopter parent. I read a story on Yahoo the other day where this guy went with his son to his job interview and answered the questions for him. (laughs) What? Like, Oh. no like that's not that's you can't do that <laughs> you can't do that you can't do that, that look makes that makes your son look like such a like a little baby like a little child that should not have a job so I read that story and I was like this is that's this is crazy he obviously didn't get the job but right wow <laughs> that is intense so I can totally understand that it it's probably takes a lot of strength to say mm-hmm. you know what I'm gonna let you fall flat on your face right now and it'll be okay. (laughs) That's why I love this. It's so all the things, I mean, I think every single time I learned something new and this was another aha moment of, yeah. Oh man, I don't need to do your laundry anymore. You're 16 and (laughs) yeah. And there, I mean, 
because they're kids, they're probably, you're going to get some pushback, obviously, but you're a mom. So you know how to deal with that, I think. Yes. And I think teaching them stuff like that from an early age, I was very responsible as a child. I like to cook my own food and do my own thing. I was, my room was a mess, but I, every, everything was in my spot and I was very protective of my stuff. I didn't let my mom do parents do my laundry from when I was like 13. I was like, nope, it's mine. Don't touch it. It's mine. But I think it was a real, like, it was a different conditioning of, I don't want anybody near my stuff. I hated people in my room. It was a very protective, like energy, Mm -hmm. but I totally get how being like, all right, this is, this is going to be for you now. (laughs) (laughs) So freeing. And I mean, if they mess, like they're probably gonna, you know, wash a white with a color and it's going to melt or whatever, something's going to happen, be in their pockets or whatever, but okay. Like that's what we have to learn. Like maybe a lipstick will get washed and dried and that would be horrendous, but right. I mean, how else are you going to learn how to, how to do stuff and people with people with undefined hearts, we really are like, no, we'll do it. We got it. (laughs) Sit back. It's okay. (laughs) And that was a huge, huge breakthrough for me with human design was realizing that a lot of stuff I did thinking that I was being helpful was actually not helpful at all. Right. I had like a big conversation with my husband about it because I I recognized what I was doing and he was like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I I was like, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, well, I just really thought you liked cleaning and cooking and doing, I was like, you really think I just love doing all that stuff. He was like, yeah, I, I, I did. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I don't. So Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to walk up to them. I was like, see, it says it right there. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. 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 And that's, and it's a protection of your energy. And it's also, Mm -hmm. it's really good for you to realize that you can simply tell them I love you or give them a hug right. or like right. be their parent or their wife. And that's all that you need to do. Right. And that's it. And it's more loving because I, they're learning what they need to learn to be productive. Yes. yes. And this they're- is with adults and children alike people, because I've been treating my adult husband as my child. So <laughs> this might be <laughs> happening to other people around the world. And this doesn't mean that like, I'm going to stop doing stuff for my husband. I really do like to cook. And so I focus more on, like I said, making sure he's fed, but I'm giving him more cleaning stuff. I'm like, yes. go do that. Go I love do that. that. So <laughs> yeah, we just have to kind of, and it's an awareness. It's an everyday awareness because mm-hmm. it's not something that's going to go away. And it's not something we're going to build into a muscle where it's like, okay, now I, I don't overdo anymore ever again. It's just never going to happen. It's just, doesn't work that way. It's just like, oh, like I, I need to step back. You can, you can do this. Or like, I'm maybe I'm too much into your, the scheduling of your day or yeah. Sometimes I'll tell my husband, like, maybe you should do things in this order. And he just looks at me like, mind your business. And he's right. Like he's, like, he's totally right. So letting people be other themselves and individuals is a huge thing. And I think you, especially because you have such individual energy and mm-hmm. such like forward thinking, like I am me and this is how it's going to be energy. I think that's really going to be a strength for you, especially when it comes to raising your kids of like, all right, you're you do yes. your thing. <laughs> My mom was very much as, as a child growing up, my mom was very much, you're me. Like, this is what I wanted from me. So this is what you're having now. Like, that's really what she did to me when I was a kid. To the point of when I was like in middle school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. She, she suggested things she wished she had done instead of right. having kids. 
And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do those things. And she's like, no, no, you'll like it. You'll like it. You'll like it. And when I became old enough to vote, the first thing she said to me is register to vote. If you don't know who to vote for, vote for who I tell you. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, oh my like, yeah, my mom was very much do exactly what I say. And I know that that's very common for people is when you have a kid, it's like, all right, I, I'm going to make a little me, but it's going to be better this time. Right. Right. And the fact that you can give such individual energy to your children is cool. I love yeah. that. I love that. I mean, you, you should see how that sometimes they leave the house, how they're dressed, you know, from the time they were little, I'm like, do it, go. That's, fantastic. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. And that will help them with, with their confidence in themselves. They won't be like, they probably yeah. don't get as embarrassed in front of other people because no. you let them do whatever they want. You're not like, what are you wearing? Like you don't, you let them know that that's normal. And I'm sure that people like kids in school or whatever, people are probably like, oh, that's weird or whatever. But it doesn't hit the same if your parents are like, you're fine. <laughs> yes. It's later down the line that, you know, that's more important to me. And, and yeah. just, just do you, boo. That's, <laughs> that's great. That's great. This has been such a wonderful conversation and I'm so happy that we did this and I'm happy you learned some stuff oh because I know I did your chart a long time ago and I wanted to make sure I gave you some more stuff because there's always more. There's always, always more. more. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave, I have one more question for you. Okay. What is your favorite movie of all time? It can, be, it can be more than one because I am bad at picking one. <laughs> I... Um, I like the outsiders. I'm just, I'm not really a huge TV movie person, but I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going back. Mm -hmm. I, I like my sense. Okay. So the outsiders was a favorite movie. Um, I really liked when avatar came out and it was 3d. It was one of like the first movies I watched in 3d. I was like, Oh, oh wow. That is cool. I remember seeing it in 3d too. Yeah. And yeah, I think I'm not a huge movie person either, but when I thought about this question, I thought about, do you remember that movie Empire Records? Oh my gosh. So I like was yes. obsessed with that movie. And then this goes back even farther when I was in like junior high, um, there was this movie called Surf Ninjas with Liam Neeson, Tone Loke, uh, who else is in it? That one guy that's in all the weird, funny movies. I'll think of his name later, but it was, I loved it so much that I made my mom rent it from the video store like every week. And I watched it like 10 times a week for months. I could recite the entire movie. I was like obsessed with this movie about like kids who become ninjas and save this island. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a weird movie and I've watched it semi-recently and I was like, oh man, this is crazy. But it was so like ingrained in my brain. And I also really enjoy like cheesy horror movies like all the screams and the I know what you did last summers and all that stuff I really love those and I don't know why it's just they make me laugh so yes. I I can watch like a scream marathon I can watch all of them one two up to four I don't go past four five is terrible don't watch scream five um they're making another one I think there's gonna be like a scream six or seven or twelve or whatever I was like what yeah this is gonna be awful Oh it's so much better. Like to me, early 2006 TV mm -hmm. and movies is like my jam. If I do watch TV, it's stuff like that. Like burn notice. 
has been one of my favorite shows and that was on in 2006 and I'm not current on anything basically. Yeah, no. So cool. I'm glad that we had this conversation. And um, if anyone is interested in connecting with Erica, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, Erica McKenna, um, Instagram, the Erica McKenna and TikTok, uh, the Hempy Mama. Yay. So yeah, (laughs) check her out. Um, She's always sharing awesome TikTok stories on TikTok and on Instagram. I'm glad you do it on Instagram because I refuse to get a TikTok. I know I should. A lot of people tell me to and I cannot do it. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm I'm getting out of my comfort zone and going to Instagram and building my, yeah, my reels and all that. Awesome. Well, that's great. And I'm sure I'll have you back on because I love talking with you. So yay. Thank you all. This was awesome. Good. I'm glad you had fun. And thank you all for listening. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.